Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Holy shit, you guys. Yeah, that about uh, that about sums it up. You see landing atop those towers, one of each of the different five-colored chromatic dragons. Above the orders, you hear screams forming. You see the dragons begin to stop circling, and they begin to soar down to the volcano floor. Um, can we sneak by these dragons somehow that are busy eating these people? Sorry, people. At that moment, you hear the same crushing crack. Is it a fucking ice giant's castle? A flying ice fortress? You see three red-robed wizards standing at the gate to the temple of Tiamat. He runs through the doors as they slam shut. And the dragons in the air... And off in the distance, they roar incredibly loud. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. And with me today is Tom Laird. Hey, that's me. Unexpected first out of the gate. And I play Flint Firebeard. And Carla Johnson. Hey, it's me, the in-betweeny weenie, like most of the time. And I play new Lara Moonbrook. And Amy Moore. Well, I don't have a funny, like, rhyme to go with mine. Um, but, like, third is the one with the hairy chest. Doesn't really seem to fit in this instance. Or does it? And I play the Amastasia. Uncertain on that one. Where there is certainty in the world is over on patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And you can be certain that you get an extra bonus episode every month. You can be certain that you get to hang out with us every month with our goo gang. And you can also be certain about some other things that are really great, like... You're certain that all the people there are really nice. This is true. And certain that there are lots of other amazing things that come along with being part of the Dungeons & Dragons Patreon community. And certain... 
that you get an episode dedicated to you. Like today's episode, which is dedicated to Nicholas Bark. Hey, thanks, Nicholas. Thank you, Nicholas. Yeah. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank I you for being here. I wonder if he prefers a Nick. I don't know. He registered as Nicholas. So well, he probably prefers Nicholas then. Probably, probably prefers does. Nicholas. That's what we're going to go with. Uh, if you want to be like Nicholas, and if you prefer to be called a different name than Nicholas, maybe tell us which name you prefer to be called. And you can sign up at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncat. Fuck it. Let's play some D&D. Bit of a weird D&D. night. Oh, I changed it. You did. It's a weird night, folks. Get ready for it. Friends, you are standing at the gate to the Temple of Tiamat. You've just seen three red wizards run in and shut the door behind them with a loud... <coughs> which is probably what I did uh, in, in post there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> sounds like something I would do. Echoed through as there are dragons roaring above your head, you hear them fighting off in the distance. What do you do? Guys, we have to get through this door. Agreed. I assume we're all at the door at this point, like we've run for. <coughs> I, I, I assume nothing, because if oh. I put you there, then you could be in danger. Oh, oh no. I totally, um, I totally ran there. Yeah, like once um, Thea did the old blasty blast, and uh, yeah. Flint like booked it, I think. We were like, I assume we all, right, all would have been taken we're, off. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah, so cool. we all this like ran, because in theory, we wanted to, you know, maybe stop them from closing that door. No such luck. Is it, that, is that it maybe good, a situation it? where they're like panicked and trying to lock it and they just can't seem to get it locked? Like when the serial killer's after them in a movie and then we just oh, like, like kick like on through the door? Yeah. Or, related question, is there a small, I don't know, like <sighs> doggy door, like a drakey door? Oh, a little drake a drakey door. Because door. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. I'm imagining they were very like it was sure. huge, like castle-y it, doors, yeah. right? Not yeah. a human-sized door. Uh, definitely, yeah. It is. It is a large, large door. Um, uh, ju- judging by the sound that I found to use, mm-hmm. it was on dramatic. The last episode. Sure. Yeah, it really yeah. was. Loved it. So good. Stone, right? Stone doors. Yeah, well, stone and bone, and yeah, something else that stone rhymes bone. with bone. Old iPhone. Uh. <laughs> um, but no, you don't hear them fumbling with any locks on the other side, and there appear to be no Drake doors. Dang. Are there handles or anything? Is it a smooth fucking... Good question. Good question. It's a smooth fucking... It's <laughs> a smooth fucking... It's like a good smooth fucking... Um, I mean, it's it's not smooth. It's uh, jagged, um, as, is the, as is the rest of the temple. But in saying that, you don't appear to see any handles of sorts. Hmm. So it's made, obviously, of the same, mm-hmm. the same amalgam material. of materials as the rest yeah. of the temple. You got it. Okay. Cool. Does anyone have the ability to walk through walls? You guys just maybe hadn't mentioned it yet? Let me just look at my character sheet real quick here. I mean, are there any nooks and crannies? Oh, yeah, here it is. First level dwarf skill. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) I mean, it was new Lara asking, not Carla. Oh, my apologies. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've known that since day one. It's weird it's never come up. Because if there are nooks or crannies, could become an ant or something that could squeeze through a nook and or cranny. 
Okay. And open it from the other side, because it seems to be a push, not a pull situation. I mean, we might want to hop on that giant owl and just fly up to that window we saw earlier, too. Are there any windows on this side more conveniently located? Yeah, there are slits running up that would uh, fit a human-sized individual. Oh, let's go. Guac you into it? She's all like... It's her owl battle cry. Beautiful. Perfect. So it was inspiring. really good. It was, it was so really good. <laughs> inspiring. Okay, we all hop on her. You all fly up to one of these slits in the tower. From the angle that you can see in, you don't see into any sort of opening. You see a wall directly in front of you. And without looking any further, you see a spiraling chromatic color from above and below moving up and down at the same time. Kind of like a, a tube of energy, if you will, in the middle of this. Yeah. Kind of got like an Aya Sauron situation going on here. Perhaps. Mm. Perhaps. Does it look like there's a floor or anything at a higher level, like near this window? Like we're not just going to jump through this slit and then like drop straight to the floor and die? <laughs> Somebody can peek their head through. I'm in. You look through. There appears to be a platform above you and then equidistant to what you climbed down to the floor below you. So probably about 100 feet down. One other thing you see down at the bottom, you see a red-robed wizard, and he is casting something. Okay. Uh, Does the slit go, like, all the way up past that floor, or is the slit only, like, open to this level? Appears to be only open 20 or 30 feet, carving into the side of this tower. How far away? Yeah, we're, uh, we're about 100 feet. Okay, I'm going to Eldritch Blast the bitch. Okay, there we go. Uh, to 26. Sure, yeah. Nice. I'm three blasts on this dude. I have to do one for each. That one's not going to hit. That one's only a 12. But that one's also a 26. Guys, I'm rolling 17s like they're candy. I love it. That, it's not a thing. It is now, though. <laughs> it is now. Uh, you feel the energy move up your arm. Halt as it reaches your fingertips. What, what, what? what I would what, like what? to perceive. <laughs> I rolled a three plus nine. That's a 12. From above, you hear the rumble of flame coming down towards you, and you must make a dexterity saving throw. Guys, my magic no working. That's a 14. You pull your head back and get out of the way just in time as flames erupt out of the slit that you were in. As this fireball hits and explodes outward. Okay, well that was hot. It was hot. You guys, my magic didn't work. I don't know what's going on. Guys, this does not bode well for us. That was a very strong spell I just tried to cast and it was just kind of like smooshed aside. Um... I mean, really, the the whole idea of Tiamat hasn't bode well for us since day one, so it's not going to stop us now. This is true. Do we want to fly down to the ground and, like, get out of this visible area, or do we want to fly around and see if there's another way in? Because it seems like we have to get inside to try and, like, we have to get inside, right? Yeah, we got to disrupt yeah. whatever's going on in there. Yeah. Let's see if there's another way in so we fly with guacamole. Um, you begin flying around, and you see down amidst the rubble. Everybody make a perception check. 
want to. My dice suck. 15. 15's pretty good. <laughs> no, it was a six, and I have a nine bonus. Oh, yeah, it's not so great then. No. Uh, 26. Oh, I'm not even going to say mine. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's embarrassing. I don't okay. say anything. Um, you guys fly around. You're looking for another way in. You see the chaos of the frost giants fighting off the chromatic dragons with different armored weapons and throwing axes and spears as they are battling them in the caldera of the volcano. You fly out back towards the direction you came and you see, Nulara, you see down amidst the rubble a person. Looks like they are trying to hide, moving from bone to stolder. Bone, bone to stolder. Stone to boulder? Stone to boulder. <laughs> Stone to boulder to bone. Whatever. You see them hiding and moving. Bull stonders. Rook to bishop seven? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, a human, like one of the sacrifices? Yeah, that's what you could assume. Yeah. Guys, I see a, a person down there, like one of the one of the sacrifices. They can't complete the ritual without the last person, right? What do we do? Do we go help them? Do we find out how they came out of the thing? Like, should we go to that person? I mean, they might have a way in for us. Yeah, Guacamole so. can't take another person, but we can get down there to them. Yeah, I see. Do it. You fly down, and the person looks as you soar above them and sees you and kind of cowers behind one of the boulders. It's okay. We're good guys. Uh, we're, we're not looking to you know, ritually sacrifice you. We're trying to stop this whole TMS Yeah, we're, we're trying thing. to get in there and take it down from the inside. Any any ideas on a way we can get in there? Um, do you want to get in there? That seems dangerous. Yeah, I mean, the, they, there's, the, there's the way they brought us in, in there. And how was that? I was through some of the tunnels. I was I was trying to make my way over to to the to a tunnel that we've been led to before on the other side of this uh, of the of the caldera here. What's your name? Merv. That uh, short for Mervin? Murphy? No, it's just Merv. Oh, Merv. Yeah. Merv the perv. All right. I mean, poor Merv. That seems inappropriate. I mean- He's having a pretty rough sorry, day. I, do you want me to help I you? I didn't. Yeah, no, I, I, sorry. I didn't have another rhyme. I'm sorry. Merv the perf. Short for perfect. Perfect. You're yeah. a gem. <laughs> 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 Why don't we go together? You can oh, get into okay. the tunnel and get out, and we can get into the tunnel and get in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Let's 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 do that. And assuming you are following behind him, he yep. begins. Uh, leading the way to a tunnel on the far side of the caldera. And you enter, um, and he says, uh, some, sometimes they sometimes they keep guards here. I don't know. It seems kind of kind of busy. They might be somewhere else, but might, I can I can kind of lead the way here if you you, you maybe take take the lead. Yeah, you let me know what way to go, Merv. I've, I've got you. You begin walking down. Uh, the paths you come to a T intersection. It's like take a, take a right here. You don't hear anything as you walk up to it, and you keep walking. Merv, are you the only survivor? Um, I, I think so. Everybody else kind of got eaten. I managed to managed to hide as the dragons were swooping down, and then some 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 others. I don't know if you saw, but they got blasted by the wizards as they were running away, and I just kind of waited 
And it seemed like those giants were taking care of a lot of the bus- a lot of the business over there. Terrible business. Do you do you know if if all of you need to be sacrificed? I I don't know. It's they just brought us out there and. What do you do, Merv? What's what's your job? I did run a, a fishing fishing boat. Fishing ship. Awesome. Yeah, fishing. no, sounds super important. You're running of the fishing boat. That you know yeah. what? Soon, before you know it, you're gonna be fishing that sea again. Well, I hope so. I mean, they did kind of destroy my village. Hopefully, they'll will rebuild. If anybody survived. Okay, I'm trying to. Trying to stay positive for you here, Merv. Trying to stay positive. You continue walking down a ways, and he's giving you directions. Um, and he uh, leads you through a long tunnel uh, where there's no turns to get out of it. Uh, you eventually uh, make it back to a familiar location where you initially came in and walked down and found the prisoner's chambers. So this is this is the way they took you to get into the tower. Um, well, they've taken us down. Like different people come in different ways when they bring you here. Um, they keep us just up ahead here on the right, and then just straight ahead is where they led us to get into the tower, and then they took us out to feed us to the dragons. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I guess we can take it from here. You don't want to come back into the tower, do you? Not particularly if I have the option. Once you get out there, find anyone that is obviously fighting against. Look for a goblin that thinks she's a pirate. Yeah. Just say, I'm with the decimator of dragons. They're going to take care of you. A singular decimator? They know who that is? Yeah. One of you? Is that that one of you? Decimators of dragons. Okay. Just checking. I just wanted if I needed a specific name after that. Like once you know you did, you know maybe they ask you for the secret handshake after that. I didn't know. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay. if there's a, she- a secret handshake, we don't know what it is. No, so. they didn't teach it. Okay, this. well, sounds right. Th- thank you. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. You too. It's straight straight ahead there, and he begins backing away and heading back out the way that you had originally entered. If he's fucking us over, you guys might be so mad. I'm not fucking you over. (laughs) He says as he drifts off into the shadows. Uh, Was he really a ghost? (laughs) I'm not fucking you over. Merv's been dead the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Who led you here? Merv. Oh, Merv? Yeah, Merv. We killed him first. (laughs) I haven't heard that name in a long time. (laughs) Merv's been dead for 20 years. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, shall we? Shall we head on down let's, the path? Let's go in the direction he pointed us. You follow down, and you pass the same rooms that you had passed before. There's the uh, the massacre of cultists in their eating chambers. Whoops! Who did that? As you get to uh, the T intersection, there is a burnt up horde of zombies that you see. All lying and ashen on the ground. Uh, You continue straight ahead and you pass by two other chambers uh, that look like another prisoner's area. And to the left, more of a refined, perhaps cultist chamber. Ah, so some common areas. Yep. Just hangout rooms, Um, big bag chairs everywhere. 
Exactly. Foosball table. Yep. Yep. There Bar is. Bridges. <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. There is a long stretch, a long corridor that you follow with no other turns, and it ends with a door in the ceiling, a stepladder up to it. You want more rock, paper, scissors to see who pokes their head up through this death trap? I'll do it. God love ya. After you find sir. Gonna scamper on up that ladder. Tell me what you do once you get to the top of the ladder. Uh, I give the, the door a cursory little push to see if I can move it without being too forceful with it. There's a, is a very heavy wooden door with steel framework around it. It takes a, a good amount of strength to push it up, but you crack it open and a beam of light shines through. Am I blind? <laughs> blinded. Blinded. Does it shine like a diamond? Is yeah. Rihanna up there? Oh, all right. All you can see from uh, just a cursory glance through uh, while trying to not shake or move too quickly is a lot of the chromatic light that you saw through the, the window. Okay, I'm going to uh, try to kind of lift it slowly up and prevent it from, like, slamming on the floor as it opens? You raise the door, and the more it opens, you are able to see, standing in front of you with their back to you, a wizard in red robes. Yeah, so I would really like to keep this door from slamming open as I open it. Roll a stealth check. I would love to. Um, just one wizard, did you say, Russ? Uh, that's all he sees in front of him, Yes. A 31? Is that good? How do you... What? Uh, According to my roll 20 sheet, my stealth has 14 bonus to it. I'm just telling you what's on my sheet. (laughs) I mean, I believe it. I mean, I am proficient. Yeah, that'd give a a boost. That's good. Yeah. That's, I mean, that seems excessive, but I mean, you're a high character. I I mean, yeah, I got a a 17 plus this 14 that is listed on the sheet. Yeah, you probably... Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. You got it. That's it. (laughs) I mean, I'm just telling you what's on there, Russ. Yeah, you quite handily managed to slowly open the door fully. uh, Nary a peep. So there is no sound. You're moving in silent as shadows right now. Can I continue Mm -hmm. this stealthiness into destroying this wizard? (laughs) Uh, You can certainly take an action. That would uh, spur on initiative order, though, with your friends down at the bottom just saying. Yeah, are you going to tell us there's a... Yeah, I give them the old, like, hand wave up, but also a shh. (laughs) I mean, it gets the point across, right? Yeah, it sure does. Who's going up and in what order? Um, I can go. go last. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, so Nular is going up first. So when do you make your attack there, Flint? I'm going to wait right as Nular is kind of getting to the top of the ladder. So okay. that way she'll be able to, like, scamper up and have a turn when it's time. Okay. As you kind of look out beyond the wizard and beyond the spire that you are in, your eyes have a chance to adjust to this the chaos that is Tiamat's temple. And you see that its interior is a single cathedral-like space that towers far overhead. You look up and you see the platform above you. You look out and you see uh, it just rises as high as you can imagine. Though, the overwhelming color of this place is a lifeless ashen gray. Each of the side vaults shimmers dimly blue, green, red, and white, or black, the hues of the evil dragons and their world-consuming queen. What color is the vault that we're in? Black. You see across the way red wizards standing, looking up as the one in front of you is in each of the five vaults, chanting and channeling magical force into the central apse. There, a kaleidoscope, whirl of arcane energy rises above the blackened floor, stretching up into the twisting recesses of the temple's central spire. Nilara comes to the top of the chamber. Um, yeah, I guess, um, guess I'm gonna take my shot. <laughs> Only live once. Right? YOLO! YOLO! Alright, that is a 23. Yes. 27 damage. And I'm like, just gonna aim straight for his neck. You connect with the neck. Because he did not see this coming, and because of your precise hit, his head falls to the ground. Roll for initiative. Shit. Nulara, you are up first, so you are just coming through. You see Flint behead a wizard in front of you. The black energy that was coming from this spire weakens, but does not stop. You see across the way there is another wizard directly in front of you, and he sees this happen. And he looks like he has stopped chanting and is now preparing a spell towards you and your crew. It is your turn. How far away is he? Easily 500 feet. So, too far for me to do anything with that guy, honestly. And he, I guess, is the only one I can see, though, because we are, like, back in our, like, vault area. Yeah. Cool. Sorry if I was, like, better at circle math. Um, I could probably figure this out if he's 500 feet away across, but how close would, like, how bigger is each vault? Approximately 100 feet. Okay. So even the next closest guy to me would be... 100 feet away if he's in the middle and I'm in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Okay. 
Do you want to ready your action? I mean, I can't even ready an action. I got to make an action to get anywhere close to being able to, like, do a thing, right? Like, you have a bow and arrow. Yeah, it doesn't go 500 feet, my dude. <laughs> like, even oh. ranged weapons only go 120 feet. I'm yeah. so sorry. The I'm best ones, like, yeah, only go that I thought far. they were like... No, no, no. It's really, really far. How long? How far does a longbow go? My longbow goes 600 feet, man. Okay. I passed you up my longbow. <laughs> I'm still on the bottom of the ladder. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like I yeah, I mean I have range weapons, but not that range. That's that's crazy far. Um, but uh sorry, another question. Mm-hmm. The energy in the center of the room, is yeah. it like a column of energy or a central glow? Is it an Eye of Sauron or is it a Marvel-style portal to another world Ooh. that's like a tower of light? So the chromatic colors are coming out from the spires. Yeah. Joining in the center and swirling up into the central apse. Okay. I can dash as a bonus action because it's one of my feats. Okay. So I'm going to dash with my feats. Okay. He is in my feet. Get it? It's a it's a pun, you guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna like run out. I'll try to get to the entrance, I guess. Yeah, you get to the entrance. Okay. Um, and it opens wide. The spire to your right juts back and in, so you can't see who's there. You can see the guy preparing the spell, looking at you across the way. You can see another wizard to the right of him, um, who is still doing his incantations, and also a big wide open spire to the left with the red chromatic energy. You can see the wizard in there, but still very, well, probably 200 feet away. Okay, then I guess all I'm gonna do is yell back to my friends, the guy across the way is going to attack, so get up here and then take cover. It is Thea's turn. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Uh, okay, um, I skittle up the ladder. Yeah, you're up. And I immediately take out from my pack. Actually, I probably took out from my pack while I was down there because that's a smart thing to do. And then I skittled up the ladder with my Tome of Thunder Step. I open it and I say, Funda, Funda, Malu, Amat, Makuro. And I immediately transport myself behind the dude. I can transport myself instantly to an empty space I can see. I can see behind the dude in front of me. I transport behind there, and that motherfucker takes 3d10 thunder damage. Uh, But he he gets to make a save. (laughs) 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 A constitution saving throw. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, he'll still have to take half. You know, wizards and their constitution. Very, very high traditionally. That's a good old six. (laughs) It's so close. It's so close. Okay, so he takes 20 thunder damage. In the blink of an eye, Thea runs up and she disappears and is immediately on the other side of the wizard casting the spell. Nulara, you see this most directly. Flint, you see her run up and kind of disappear. And the wizard is propelled out, but he is knocked prone. Yeah, he is. Can casting spells make you horny? 
I don't see why not. I feel not. like it probably would, honestly. Yeah. That'd be yeah. like your, your like battle bloodlust, right? Thea's like fanning herself with her thunder tome. Just like, bitch, please. This is great. It is the wizard in the red spire's turn. And he actually, now that you have a chance to look him over, looks familiar to you. With bald head and pasty white skin, a staff with a glowing red gem on the end. This wizard is adorned in red and gold armor. This is a wizard you haven't seen since you were aboard the Frost Giant's floating fortress. This wizard is Wrath Modar. He looks to you, Nulara, and you see his lips begin to move. You can't hear him from a ways, and he traces his free hand, a large sigil in the air. Energy begins to glow around him, and a globe extends out and surrounds him, and he begins to step forward towards you. Pussy. I obviously don't yell that no. as Thea, because no. I can't see him, yeah. but Amy If you could better. see him, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. You hear from around you the chant of the ritual continuing, and you are reminded of the several red wizards in the room preparing for Tiamat's arrival. Uh, Flint, it is your turn. Uh, I know you didn't tell us what the potions did that you gave us, Russ. I didn't. But I would like to drink Andre's Go Juice right now. Yes! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Drinking a potion, is that an action? It's usually bonusy. Yeah, I give you bonus action. Okay, good. So I'm like, if I want to drink one, do I not get to do something? With a name like Andre's Go Juice, I gotta be moving quicker, right? You'd hope so. Less is an ironic name and it cuts my movement in half? Oh no. Yeah, well. Why would Arvid give this to you? I mean, it seems like a bad idea. This will help you when the world is just moving too fast and you need to slow down. Just. Breathe it all in. Take a minute. Uh, so you drink this potion, and you feel a rush of strength course through your body. You have just drank a spell of cloud giant strength. So, because that's what you needed was to be even strong. I mean, I didn't think go juice would be strength related, but all right. Your strength score changes to twenty-seven for one hour. Whoa! Oh my god. <laughs> Is there even a bonus level for that high? There is. Oh my god, there is, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the middle part. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. With me is my lovely wife, Amy Moore. We don't usually get to do these, this part together no, uh, we alone. Don't. This feels like, I don't know, feels... Like, weird. Although, the only thing I can think of is you said welcome to the middle part, and all I can think about is the middle part is usually the best part of stuff. Like, donuts, like the filled donuts. I'm just thinking about donuts. 
by that tone, it, it, the middle part is the best part because we get to say thank you to all of our, our lovely people. Well, that's what I was thinking, who, exactly. Thank you to you for listening to us. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you to the people who leave us reviews. This is the part where we, we, just, we just love on everybody. And it's great. All the love. Um, someplace uh, where there's going to be a whole lot of love and where we got invited to and where we love that we got invited to was D&D Live uh, 2019, The Descent. It's super creepy name. We don't know anything about it. Oh, some details have started to leak to the people who are going to be there, but we can't tell you. I am not privy to those details yet, apparently, gotta, but it sounds creepy. You got to get up on the Discord then is what you got to do. I do. Um, but that's going to be in LA May 17th, 18th, and 19th, and we're going to be there. Uh, schedule hasn't been released yet, but if you go check out the website, which has been linked in the description, it gives you the full list of all the podcasts who are going to be there. Tons of great folks who, just like us, are very excited to be there. Rating and reviewing. It may or may not help with charts. We don't know. We don't understand charts. That's borderline math. But when you say, when you look at a podcast in a, in a podcast app and it's got... Oh, like 50 five-star reviews or 100 five-star reviews and a whole bunch of people saying how much they love it. Guys, it just looks good. It looks good. It makes people want to... I was going to say read it. I know how podcasts work. It makes me want to listen. When I see something that's highly reviewed, I think, well, you know what? 100 people can't be wrong. Once you leave us a review, you know what? We're going to read it right here. Lee Henderson says, Only found this podcast a week ago and I'm loving it. The chemistry of the group is on point, and the feeling that this is just a group of good mates playing a home game shines through in a great and relatable way. Thanks, Lee. Oh, he also says, keep up the great work. We will try. We do our very best. Thank you, Lee. One from Apple Podcasts uh, says, great podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed binge listening to every episode so far. This pod will make you want to play D&D. That's from Alejandro Khan. Uh, from the United States. So thank you, Alejandro and Lee. Leave us a review and we will find it and we will read it and it will be fantastic. We're going to be like the Liam Neeson of reviews. I don't know where you are. We have a special set of skills. We can find reviews. (laughs) Search engine. We can read them. Links for everything that we've mentioned today, you can find those in the description, including our uh, Dungeons and Dragons Discord, where we all, a whole bunch of lovely people, just talk about uh, Dungeons and Dragons and all the things that we've got going on in there. Um, and the Reckless Play Guild Facebook group, which is uh, super active right now. And it's uh, got us and three other amazing podcasts, The End of Time and Other Bothers, The Dark Dice Podcast, and The Lucky Die Podcast. I highly suggest you go check out all three of those as well if you're all caught up with us. A final thanks to Sirenscape for some of the amazing atmosphere. Check them out at sirenscape.com to bring your games to life. The next episode, it'll be out Wednesday, April 24th. And as we have played the final episode in this arc, we've done it. We know when it is. It's going to be May 1st. So there are two episodes after today's episode before we wrap up this arc in one way or another. The end is nigh. No spoilies. No spoilies. No spoilies. You don't have to tell me no spoilies. I can't remember what happened. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. You down this potion, sliver of fingernail included, and you... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was good on the way down, though. Everybody turns and looks at you, and muscles are just rippling on top of muscles at this point. His muscles have muscles. Yeah. Yeah.
Uh, so you now have the strength of a cloud giant, my friend. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now the one question, what are you going to do with it? That is the one question. Uh, okay, how far is it to the front entrance of the vault? 60 feet. So even though it took me like five feet to go kill this wizard? Well, you came <laughs> up like right behind him, so. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna dash as far as I can, which I mean my speed's only twenty five, so I get almost there. Yep. Uh, I guess I'm gonna dash again. Can you back to back dash? Is that a thing that you can do? I'd say you could probably do one more dash because the theory is you're gaining extra movement, so you're taking your movement plus your extra movement. So if you want to dash again, I, I'd give you another twenty five feet or whatever you have. Okay, so like a little bit further, but not a full double again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I might as well. Standing back in that cave probably isn't going to accomplish too much at the moment. Uh, so I'm going to get like 15 feet past New Laura this time. Uh, yeah, because you would move 75. So yeah, you're. You like can. House are you going here. left or right? Uh, I'll go to the right to see if I can see down that uh, curvy backy path there. So if you go out further into the center, you would be able to clear the edge and see. Otherwise, sure. the wall is yep, yep. just no. Nope, that sounds good. You're getting close to the edge of this swirling vortex of colors, and you can see inside. And this one is uh, the green chromatic color. And is this guy like super far away as well? Uh, from your current location, yeah, he's gonna be. You know, 150 to 200 feet. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just, like, ready an attack if anyone comes near me? Sounds good. Because, I mean, worst case scenario, my turn comes back around and the readied action was wasted, so. As you reach the edge of this chaotic mess of magic... A rush and an explosion of energy collides in the center, drawing your attention to it for just a moment. Uh, Russ, what color was the one that Thea snuck up on? Blue. Question, Russ. When he stopped doing his chanting, did the blue energy die down at all, or did it continue strong? Uh, weakened. Okay. It's still continuing. Same with the red, as Wrath kind of changed his, his direction. The only wizard that continues to do something is the one that you knocked forward. He stands up and begins to cast a spell at you. Fancy trick you got there. Thank you. It's new. He fires a cone of cold at you. Blast of cold air begins to erupt from his hands, and you must make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Doesn't seem like it is okay. Okay. No, it is. It's fine. Fine. Okay, so I got a seven plus four is eleven, but I don't think it's going to be good enough. So I am going to spend a luck point. Okay. And I am going to re-roll my saving throw, which is a fourteen. Plus four is 18. You see this cold beginning to form and come towards you. Do you tell me what you do? Uh, I do like some really like 
awesome backflip, but where it's not like a tuck. It's like the chest goes first, and I'm like, whoosh, and I'm like, I didn't even know I could do that. It was amazing. And I yell like, guys, did you see my flip? You do your backflip, cold catching you as you flip backwards, and you land, and you take half. So three? Nope, the full damage is 36, so you're going to take 18 cold damage. Well, that was really easy math because I was at 118, so I can appreciate that. He stands his ground towards you, and we are back to the top of the round. Remember when we got those diamonds from Zonthal's Tower? What the fuck they did those do They only let us go again? 30 feet. 30 feet. Jump you. I've been looking at them going like, can yeah. we... I'm glad we're all on the same page. Like, how can <laughs> like, we quickly I just get have, to places? I just got nothing. I just got nothing. Yeah, I have jumpy diamond on my character <laughs> yeah. sheet. So. I mean, I headed right, which now doesn't seem kind of stupid because Flint has also gone right. And we'll say we'll say you kind of went more straight because then you had kind of retconned and said you just right. get to the entrance. Um, no, so I we'll mean, Rathmodar did walk out. He's towards the to, middle. Yeah. So he's technically closer to you now. He's moved 30 feet, yeah, so he's still about 100-ish feet away, but he's getting closer. Okay, no, if he's 100 feet away, I can actually do something. I am going to cast a spell. What? I know. It's crazy. Do it. I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. It's a bonus action. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I am going to try to attack Wrath Modar with my crossbow. So that is a 17. Yes, that hits. Sweet. Okay. Yes. Then when I hit him, a hail of thorns sprouts from my arrow. So in addition to the normal attack, he has to make a deck save and then he'll... He'll take more damage based on that. You want me to do the normal damage first? Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, that's an amazing four points of arrow damage. Oh, he takes, he drinks it up. <laughs> so the arrow comes through and strikes him in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Then what do you then think Then he happened? has to um, make a I think his save. protective bubble probably just nullifies oh, it. fucking bubble. I forgot about the fucking bubble. So as the arrow passes this shimmering globe and springs to action 10 feet in front of him, but is shattered and disperses as the arrow continues to go through and hit him in the shoulder. So it's maybe like a little anti-magic shield. Certainly seems to be that way. Also, maybe the thorns are like on the shield now and they're obstructing his vision and he has disadvantage on all his attacks. Dispersed. I said dispersed. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, maybe they're just on there. (laughs) Poofed. Well, there's a fine dust, so it's blurry. Dare to dream. (laughs) He gets his magical windshield wipers out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so. I mean, I guess I may as well shoot him with another arrow. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, it's not doing much, but it's doing something. But it's probably not doing nothing because that's a 13. Yeah, 13 hits. Okay. These wizards are usually well, kind of soft, right? It's all, yeah, it's they, all wear, magic. they wear a lot of robes, yeah. a lot of assless robes. Yeah. <laughs> 
assless robes. Similar to your assless yep. chaps. Interesting. It's really just, Interesting. It's really just a hospital gown. Uh, that is <laughs> only another four damage. Um, and then I will try to, um, well, not try to. I'll move closer. Sure. So, yeah, your first arrow goes, the spell disperses, second one grazes his arm. Yeah, and Donnie, by the way, is just not doing anything because he's too far away to do anything. Makes sense. Can he roll to, like, recharge his fire breath if he needs it? <laughs> or does he automatically have it charged up? Uh, he has to recharge it at the start of his turn, but then he has to use it. And it only goes 15 Oh, he feet. can't, like, hang on to it? I don't think so. Yeah, you can hang on to it. He you can just ready re- his action. Well, yeah, you can re- you can recharge it, and then it's just it is recharged for the next time you want to use it. Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah. Great. He did that. He's recharged. He's fire is better than no fire. All right. He has recharged. Okay. He's got that pilot light going all all the time. Now it is the uh, hand guacamole's turn. So I still have this douchebag in front of me, right? Yeah, he's like, saying, come get some. He he made me chilly. I didn't like it. So I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast on him. Gonna be 27. Gotta roll that three times. Oh, right. Okay, well, the first one gets four damage. And then, oh. What was that? So close. <laughs> okay. Yeah, keep, keep going. I'll tell you what happens because of that. Uh, and a 19. Okay, so two of those hit. Mm-hmm. Give me damage on two of those, and then I will tell you what happens for the last <laughs> Amy one. totally just rolled the dice into her own crotch. And then there was no table there at all. And an eight, so 12. Two of your Eldritch Blasts hit him. He is able to harness one and throw it back at you. You take two force damage. This is cutthroat. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, I whisper, I'm going to kill you. Not if I kill you first. It's kind of flirty. We might make out. Yeah, it really is. It's like a serious energy going on here. It is. It is Wrath's turn. The energy in the center looks like it's gaining power as Wrath begins to move closer to New Lara. He continues to walk towards you, New Lara, and he begins speaking in a low tone again, and suddenly you see four of him walking towards you. Classic mirror image. How, out of curiosity, Russ, how far away from me is Wrath Modar now? He's walking at, a, at just a casual pace. He's not Ooh. looking to... He's walking serial killer yeah. style. Oh, yeah. He's not in any rush. So, from Nulara, 40 feet from him. Okay. And you would be now another 60 feet. So, you're probably about 100 feet from that action. Okay. The swirling vortex grows and explodes and shoots off energy that gets sucked back in as the chanting of the ritual resonates throughout the Temple of Tiamat. And it is Flint's turn. Uh, I'm going to dash towards uh, New Lara there. Okay. So I'm going to move 50 feet that way. Okay, you would make it 
about uh, halfway. Little, yeah, a, a little bit ahead of Nulara if you went the full distance. Yep. Uh, okay, and I'm going to throw my Dwarven Thrower a couple times at uh, at Wrath. Which right. one? Well, all four of them, and we'll find out. <laughs> but you have oh, to yeah. aim Sorry, at Wrath, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I aim at him, and then Russ determines what one it hits if it yeah. hits any of them. Uh. Yeah. All right, uh, first roll, yeah, it's like a 28, should be fine. <laughs> Your hammer flies forward, striking the chest of one of the Wrath Modars and vanquishes it. Turns to dust as your hammer zips back to your hand. Second throw. Uh, 27. Just as quickly, you overhand throw your hammer again, striking another duplicate that disperses into the air, the energy being sucked into the center of the room. And as your hammer returns to your hand again, Flint, with a ringing thud, a voice echoes among the resonating energy, sounding like it begins high up in and echoing down and smashing itself upon you. The voice says, You are too late. Our queen will rise. Tiamat will destroy you soon. Some of the music in today's episode is by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io and Scott Buckley at scottbuckley.com.au. Sound effects can be found at boomlibrary.com and at sirenscape.com. So Flint chopped his head off. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Like, what happens to the ritual? Does, like, one of the colors come out of all the chromatic magic that's happening in the middle or what? Good question. We That's a great question. It. That's it a, a really good question. good question. I think... And this I'm so just, glad Carla's on our team, guys. <laughs> I'm. Here's just what I'm thinking. Would they be stupid enough to just have one wizard per color? No, oh. they probably wouldn't. They probably have backups just in case their wizards die. Maybe. I mean, I don't know why you're giving Russ ideas, but... Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> there's no ideas needed. Don't you worry, folks. Yeah, I'm not worried. It's... I'm like, I'm pretty sure this part's all written down. You go by the book, mister. You owe us that. <laughs> I think we're going to be dead if Russ goes entirely by the book. Yeah, probably. <laughs> go a little bit easier than by the book, mister. <laughs> Just make it seem like we have a chance. Uh, sorry, I got to roll them no. each individually because it's okay. it's quite important. Well, it's for... not like you've rolled that same die like thirteen times already. Yeah, no so problem. Don't even worry about it. Wait, who's about counting? Oh, who's counting? I wish Tommy's got cal- tally marks going. <laughs> cali marks. I've just changed. Got them the cali marks. They're cali marks. Cali marks, eh? Okay. All right. Founded in California, so, 1762. The cali uh, mark. The crow, the the energy in the center gains, um, gains power, gains clarity, is more powerful, is looks more like it's clear. more clear, it, more powerful, clear. It looked like it used some conditioner in the shower yeah, this morning. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it is. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network. 
where fiction producers flourish. Hey, friends. The Sprouting is a podcast that I want to tell you about and you should go listen to. It's an eldritch horror of an actual play podcast set in an apocalyptic future where eldritch plants have taken over. Magical bargains twist the fate of reality and each survivor struggles to trust their own senses as they try to see their goals through to their ends. The show uses the rules from Call of Cthulhu to heighten the drama of the story and leave the fate of the story at the whims of the dice. And they've created a completely homebrew world, a, a plant apocalypse, where the senses can't be trusted. And instead, the characters must learn to trust one another. The show is completely scored by beautiful music from their in-house editor, which heightens each dramatic moment throughout the show. I've got a little promo for you here, but go check out The Sprouting. I've listened to it. You need to listen to it. And you should start with the prequel episode when you go over there. Search for The Sprouting anywhere you listen to podcasts. There's your long-forgotten name. We call upon you. We call upon you. In the words of the unspeakable language, we call upon you. We call upon you. By the spilt blood of the wicked who walk upon this world, sprouting the words of false idols, we call upon you. We call upon you. On the land of the dead harvest, that which brings the earth itself into your service, Yamal, we call upon you. We call upon you. We call upon you. We call upon you. Yamal calls upon the Sprouting, a Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast by Blighthouse Studio. Find us on your podcatcher of choice.